you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hey there, pharmacy community. This is Todd Geary, the host of the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, I have a special show um, that is um, definitely themed and uh, wanted to bring this to the attention to our listeners. Um, we're very excited, by the way. We have um, about 44,000 listeners to the show, and um, this all started way back in March of 2009. So just want to extend thank yous to so many of uh, you, the listeners of the show, but also many of our sponsors, um, organizations who have uh, donated and sponsored uh, interviews and podcasts and used that in some of their own marketing and um, have been extremely supportive. So uh, thank you so much. Um, we, uh, we have a theme today, which is pretty important, um, and, in, and every pharmacist uh, definitely needs to uh, know what's going on this week, and that is Poison Prevention Week. And um, I'm very excited about uh, our guest today, fellow Pittsburghers. Um, they're all uh, in the uh, world of um, higher education in the world of pharmacy, um, soon to be far- future pharmacy leaders. Uh, very excited to have uh, Sajid Ahmed, David Kim, and uh, Shauna Stout with us today. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Very good. Very good. So more than 2 million poisonings are reported each year to more than 57 poison control centers in the United States. And um, it's pretty shocking. Uh, over 90% of these poisonings happen in the home, uh, which is very sad. And um, the attention that's been brought to this uh, from um, from you guys and uh, applaud you, as well as the uh, Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association uh, fellow board of directors, uh, seat member, uh, Dr. Stephanie McGrath brought this up to me, asked if we would support it. It was a resounding yes, of course. So March 16th through the 22nd is Poison Prevention Week. And what I just want to do is just ask uh, all three of you some questions and um, and get some insight on poison prevention. So I'm going to start off with Sajid. Just give us an overview, Sajid, about why you think this is an important um, um, part of being a pharmacist. Well, one of the reasons that I think that poison prevention is important is because so many kids grow up today and in their households, there's a lot of different um, items that they might not realize is um, are poisonous, um, but in fact, it can be. And so one of the reasons that um, we kind of wanted to do be, be a part of this was uh, we're really trying to target younger children uh, because we feel that education is the best way possible um, to make children aware at a very young age of how harmful some things can be. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you're, you're speaking to someone who's extremely concerned with this personally. So based on what you were saying, it definitely hits home for me, Sajid. Um, I'm a father of four daughters, and uh, two of them are at that critical age where probably a lot of these poisonings are, are happening in that demographic, and that is age four and age two. So, um, you know, I want to ask a, a question to David. Um, what, what kind of statistics do you guys uh, have to, to share with listeners based on poisonings um, specific to children and the age group and uh, when parents know that they have this age group uh, really uh, what to be aware of and 
to be more uh, careful about? So um, the Poison Prevention Center actually set out a statistic in 2012. So when they get a phone calls from um, household about any poison prevention, about 30%, 35% of the phone calls are due to the poisoning in children aged less than three years old. So there's actually a very um, significant number. And actually, when they include the also kids is aged less than six years old, then the statistic also goes up to 49%. So this is actually very significant numbers. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of kids don't know, um, well, accidentally ingest anything that can be um, poisonous and, I mean, can be very harmful for them. So that's just like you said. I mean, you have two years and four-year-old kids. Um, they are in part of the statistics. So it's always better to educate kids as well as the parents to um, know how to stay away from any um, poisonous materials in the household as well as just even educating them about how to properly use uh, medication that are prescribed for them or not prescribed for them so they will be staying away from any of those um, accidental poisoning. So four weeks ago, uh, we moved all of our vitamins from a lower shelf in our um, kitchen uh, to now the cabinet where all of the um, medicines are. So we've now, I've combined them. I'm a little bit uh, very OCD in some ways, and I put all the um, all the actual medications on the top shelf and all of the um, vitamins on the on the bottom shelf of this upper cabinet. And the four-year-old, the two-year-old have absolutely no way of getting there. They'd have to, you know, climb up on top of something and have to be real elaborate. And then, of course, we put the door lock on. But I think there's a point to that. You know, CoQ10, vitamin C, vitamin B, these are vitamins. People might not think that that's dangerous, but if you're a little baby and you take a bunch of it, it is dangerous. That is true. That is very true. So um, tell me about kind of the um, the inception of uh, poison prevention uh, being driven from a pharmacist perspective. Tell me a little bit about the background of how you all got involved, as well as um, any champions out there that you want to mention that um, you believe kind of really have a handle on it. Sure. Um, so one of the people that we uh, wanted to mention was Stan Jonas. So he played a big role uh, early on. I believe he started in the early 1980s with his poison prevention. Uh, he used to be a part of the Board of Pharmacy Association back then. You know, back then, um, medication wasn't really as controlled in terms of poison prevention as it is today. So one of the things that they started to do um, early on, something very simple that, that we kind of take for granted nowadays is the, um, the invention of the safety cap. So um, making sure that prescription medications um, had safety caps on them so that um, if, like you had mentioned before, they weren't stored in a cabinet that was higher up or something like that, that even if children got their hands on it, that they wouldn't be able to open it. Um, so that was one of the, one of the real big um, first steps in poison prevention. One of the things that he had also mentioned um, when we interviewed him was that, you know, regardless of how many different things you can actually make to help prevent accidental poisonings in the household, uh, one of the, the best way that he found um, through his many years of um, that he dedicated to poison prevention was that um, educating children was the best um, was the best thing because once once children knew, um, you know, that this that this problem was out there then they would be more cautious of it um, when they're back home too. And 
Um, another thing, um, in addition to the safety caps, one of the huge things um, that has become almost like a nationwide, even, even worldwide phenomenon is the Mr. Yuck sticker, which actually was invented here in Pittsburgh. Um, and that's something that um, he also played, um, he also helped with a lot as well. That kind of became a symbol um, for, for kids mainly uh, about, you know, to, to stay away from this because it's poisonous. So I think those are two of like the big things that have really um, helped poison prevention over the last few decades. Uh, but uh, in terms of uh, making new things to help prevent it, always education w was, the first, was the first step and everything else came after that. You know, um, just to echo some of the statistics that you shared, um, you know, in 2011, there were uh, almost 70,000 children in the United States who were seen in emergency departments for accidental medica medication exposures, and, um, and nearly 13,000 of those uh, poor babies required hospitalization. So, um, you know, prevention, obviously, we look at the safety aspect of it. But um, there's also an aspect of, of, you know, I think ongoing education that Mr. Yuck sticker uh, that plays right into my um, kind of age group because I think it came out um, when I was younger and it, it, actually, it actually scared me. And I think my mom wanted it to scare me because she put it on almost everything under the counter, although we didn't have kid safety locks. And uh, I wouldn't touch any of the stuff that, that had it on it, including – things that maybe even my dad asked me to hand him and she ended up putting it on dish soap for goodness sakes but I think communication with your kids letting them know that it's harmful um, you know the um, uh, the leading cause of non-medication exposure calls to poison control centers for children's ages uh, five and under uh, were cosmetics I mean so you know you have to it's more than medications we we're talking about vitamins cosmetics, uh, poisons, um, you know, under the sink. So put this all in the same, you know, category for your kids to let them know, um, you know, what, what those dangers are. I like that information you shared about Mr. Jonas, you know, Mr. Jonas recommending to talking to children about invisible gases such as smoke and, and, and poisonous liquids and, and things like that. I mean, that, that's a whole nother level I hadn't even thought of. Um, as a parent of, you know, young kids, I'm going to, make sure that I have that in place as well. So um, tell me a little bit about uh, the initiative with um, the, the schools of pharmacy that you're part of today. I think that that lies a lot within community outreach programs. Um, and something that, um, that I think the Duquesne School as well, um, Duquesne University has been very proud of is that a lot of their students have actually been able to um, help Mr. Jonas that we had talked about previously. Um, they can help him, they've been helping him with packaging of materials um, to be able to send out to various pharmacies and other um, community outreach programs um, that are basically um, dedicated to making sure that children are aware um, of of these apparent issues that we that we clearly have um, something that definitely needs to be addressed and um, along with Duquesne University Highmark has actually been helping these initiatives as well um, they've been able to donate funds for um, quite a few years to um, they're dedicated to carbon monoxide monitors which as you talked about the invisible gases are um, definitely something that we may not think of right away when we're talking about poison prevention. Um, so I think there are definitely a lot of a lot of players involved um, in these community outreach programs, and it's really great to see. That's excellent. Um, you know, let's all also remember 
um, medications that have expired, um, vitamins that have expired, um, things that are just sitting around. Proper medication disposal can reduce potential poisonings in children. And let's not forget people that don't necessarily have human children, but they definitely have animals that uh, we all know there's lots of people out there with pets who consider their pets like their kids. So, um, you know, your dog getting into stuff uh, that that could cause you to, you know, lose your pet or your pet to have harm, you know, that's something to, to definitely consider. Um, this kind of plays into um, National Drug Take Back Day because if you have medications that are expired or you're not sure about anymore, uh, it kind of leads right into that. And I think that's happening in April. So can you expand upon that a little bit for us as well? Sure. And it's actually interesting that you mentioned that because uh, last week we actually did a couple of um, presentations at senior homes. Um, and kind of the reason for that was they tend to have more medications in general. And so they have a lot more medications lying around. So we felt it would be good to speak to them. And we actually talked to them about drug disposal and proper methods of um, drug disposal. So there is, so the DEA hosts a drug take back day every year. And this year, I believe it's April 26th. Um, and for each region or each kind of township uh, has their own center, and they actually won't release that date until uh, the first week of April, I believe. And the kind of nice thing about that is it's a good opportunity for everyone. Uh, I know me personally in my household, I have a lot of a lot of expired medications, and one of the things that's really great for a lot of people is this is a great opportunity for them to take back all their old medications to this, to this um, disposal site, wherever that may be. And they accept any medication. So whether it's a control substance, whether it's um, just a normal, like a vitamin, they can take back anything, which I think is um, really beneficial. And by taking those medications out of the household, you're preventing someone from accidentally harming themselves on it as well. Well, that's great. Uh, you know that this has been kind of put together by, um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh uh, or organizations, the two schools of pharmacy right here in Pittsburgh. Um, University of Milan School of Pharmacy and the uh, Pittsburgh University School of Pharmacy. Um, however, uh, this is a national um, concern, obviously. Um, you know, share uh, the, um, the updates on your Facebook pages. Um, you know, use any social media, Twitter, obviously. Um, you know, your LinkedIn, just to make people aware. Because, you know, um, sometimes just it being brought up to a parent will kind of give them um, heightened, um, you know, a reminder, heightened reminder to go home and to kind of batten down some things to ensure that there's not uh, accidents because we live such busy lives. We're all running as fast as we can, you know, with the limited time that we all have in life and um, being that busy when you have um, children at home, when you have um you know, pets at home, and even the teen situation. You know, you don't you don't want kids. You know, teens. They we all know we were all teenagers once. We know how crazy that part of our life can be, and um, experimental things that happen. And you just don't want you know anything to happen to to people and to our children that are going to cause them harm. So I commend you guys for um, for sharing this. I think it's extremely important. Is there anything that you um? that you want to uh, wrap up with, Sajid, or anything that we had forgot to mention to the uh, to the listeners? 
Um, yes, we we did just want to touch a little bit on um, a, a couple of days ago, we actually had the opportunity to go to a local elementary school um, and speak to both kindergartners and first graders about poison prevention, which um, was a really great experience for us. And one of the things that we were um, most impressed by was as soon as we brought out a picture of Mr. Yuck, right away, um, and, and as far as we know, they hadn't learned about Mr. Yuck in school, um, and right away, as soon as we brought that picture out, they all yelled, that's Mr. Yuck. Um, so I, I think that it's great to touch on that, um, for everyone to be aware that um, a lot of adolescents now are aware of who that is, so I think we're definitely taking a step in the right direction, um, and it just shows the importance of education in the children. So, um, But we did want to say thank you so much for having us today, and we're really glad that we got to talk to you about this. Uh, definitely. I'll be publishing this out and putting on some of our uh, networks. Um, uh, it'll be up to the students to push this out, too, so I'd ask, um, I'd ask that you... Uh, reach out to as many um, pharmacy students as you know, not just in your your two schools here in Pittsburgh, but I want you to start networking through the Student Doctor Network. I'm not sure if you guys are part of the SDN. The Student Doctor Network is all about that exact. It's it's about uh, it's a chat board, a message board. It's all uh, oriented for students. I think that's an important place to start. And inside the Student Doctor Network, there's an entire section for doctors of pharmacy. So. Um, and students, uh, doctors of pharmacy. So um, I want you guys to, to kind of even use that as a new network um, if you haven't heard of that yet. And then any other uh, cohorts and or associates and or friends that you have at other schools of pharmacy, uh, let's share this podcast with them so they can get the news out. Hey, another thing, uh, listeners, I want you to go to poisonprevention.org. Um, that'll give you some additional information um, possibly even things to print out to slide in the bags of your um, uh, of your uh, patient customers. You know, let's educate the public. Uh, let's get a heads up for the week of uh, March 16th through 22nd. And um, we thank the the students. You guys are doing some great work. Uh, commend you and thank you to Dr. Stephanie McGrath um, for uh, bringing this to my attention. Uh, thank you to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association. Uh, very much appreciate what you're doing uh, for uh, our pharmacy, uh, pharmacy and pharmacists in the state of Pennsylvania, but also the representation of a uh, state network um, and a state association nationwide. I'm proud to be a part of that organization. And uh, to the listeners, thank you so much for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.